Hello, and you're listening to Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. I got a question. <laughs> okay. What about right men and right women? Is that possible? Right men and right women. Well, I, I, yes, but real men and real women is a preferred term that we would like to uh, consider here because that is something that we have a conversation on often. What is a real man? What is a real woman? That's the reason why we put so much time and effort into uh, the relationships course to be talking about that. We have a long section on just those issues. What is a real man and what is a real woman? And unfortunately, that is not very well understood. So before we get into that, let's, uh, let's pray and then we'll talk about that a little bit. Lord, thank you so much that you've been so clear in your word of what a real man is and what a real woman is. Pray that you would give us clarity in our communication to provide your words to all that are listening in your precious name. Amen. Amen. And thank you. So I've heard you say often that real men are rare. <laughs> yes. And I'm thinking, okay, if I'm the Jolly Green Giant, I'm digging that. But what makes them rare? Because they're good? They're not good? Well, real men are rare because they are paying attention to what God's Word is talking about for a man. Now, what, why, why is the world, do you think, so confused about genders? Why is the world so confused about real men, real women? Wh wh better question, what do you think the world would say a real man would be? Okay, well, you just confused me because when I said I have heard you say real men are rare. I've even right. heard you say real women are rare. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to be funny saying, well, that's good if I'm the Jolly Green Giant, right? I like them crunchy, yeah. extra crispy, as opposed to rare. But you said what makes them rare is because they're looking to God for the definition of what a real man, real woman is. And you said, what do I think the world thinks? And all I get is confusion. That's I mean, right. I, I was just reading a story where a gentleman out on the West Coast, been married for 35 years, mm -hmm. right? He's a celebrated veteran school teacher, teacher of the year, all this stuff. And the school district is now sending out a letter saying that after spring break, he will be returning to the class as this woman. Mm -hmm. And I can tell and you that his wife of 35 years and his children, they've all said, you're dead to us. That's the unfortunate thing is we have a tendency to look at real men and real women and look at the external primarily as the sign of whether it's a real man or a real woman. We're looking at the physique. We're looking at the way a person looks. We're looking at the way a man looks. In fact, Dr. Marlon Howe had this analogy, and I always enjoyed it, and I use it myself. When you look at the pro football scene, you go to a stadium and you look at the pro football scene, that is how the world typically defines what a real man or real woman is. They look on the field and all the football players that are there, they'll say, that's a real man. He's a man among men. That's that, right. Yeah, they'll say those type of things, right? And then they, then you scan over to the sidelines and you see these cheerleaders and they go, ooh, that's a real woman. That isn't that isn't anything to do necessarily with a real man or real woman. That's all based on the externals. In fact, I would say this. What's really important is you can't define a real man and a real woman without talking about both of them together. If you think about masculinity, most people would think masculinity had something to do with how a man looks. 
you know, what he does, whether he's a, a guy that hunts and fishes and whether he plays sports and all that type of stuff. That's how they would refer to a masculine man, right? And they would look at a woman and her beauty and her body and the way that she operates uh, with relationships and all this other stuff. That's what would define her as really feminine. I'm going to say that that isn't true. Okay, but you're going there and I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. Maybe the media is sending me a totally different message. And and we've talked about this and I'm probably going to get in trouble. But a program that I keep checking on from time to time is Modern Family. Okay. Right. It's an ABC (laughs) program. It's on Fox. It's right. Right. But in this, what we have are three couples. Right. And the first couple is you have an older male married to a much younger wife. Mm -hmm. Then you have a more traditional marriage husband, mm-hmm. wife, children, etc. Mm-hmm. And then you have the third couple, which is the son of the first mm-hmm. and the brother of the second, and he is in a relationship with another man. Okay. So I've got an age differential, traditional marriage, and then I have a celebrated homosexual marriage, and all three couples are married. And what's interesting is one couple set of values tries to address the problems of another. Right. But what I've never seen in, in forgive me this, years of watching this program, is anyone say I've got to quit making it about me? Yeah, well, all of those all of those situations don't really define anything related to a real man or real woman. There's there's no definition there. They don't give us any insight into what a real man or real woman is. But we obviously. get these skewed ideas in the first and case, right? I'm an older male. I have all these possessions. Right. Ergo, there's my masculinity. Right. And that's the reason why the world is drowning in this gender confusion, because they're not looking at any standard. Anything goes. I can define a real man any way that I want to. And that isn't how God does it. God has got an absolute as it relates to what a real man is and what a real woman is. And it's very clear in his word as to what that is. Well, you know, we've been talking so often that sometimes I forget when someone new comes into the conversation, I recognize one of the first things you discern is who's your who said so. That's right. That's right. Big difference if I'm approaching a situation from what does God say? How does God look at this? If we don't go there, we have a tendency to believe what the world is saying, and they'll exaggerate a woman's design, this relational, wonderful relational design, and skew it into being either this powerful and sexy person that they're going to call a real woman, or they'll classify it as some other skewed that she's not to be involved with a man at all. That's the only way that she's a real woman. All of these things end up creating all sorts of confusion and doing the same thing for, for men also. It's such a, such a, a blend of trash that it really will create a major confusing story for everybody because we're not paying attention to what a real man and real woman is based on God's word. It's the reason why a real man is rare. Absolutely. How do I so quickly not ask, who's your who said so? I let people into my head without thinking. I I realized the other night I was watching a program where they're interviewing all these superstars from sports, from Hollywood, you name it. Okay. And all of a sudden it hit me like a light. What am I doing watching this? Because if this was in my own family, we'd be having a huge sit down after Sunday dinner going, What are you doing? Yeah. But yet I seem to just suck it right in and let it model my thinking. You know, I I love this statement. Uh, 
uh, a, a great friend, Tim Dunn, said this this last week, and it's a, it's a great statement to remind me of what's the difference in our mindset versus the typical Jewish mindset. The Jewish mindset comes at life from, in the beginning, God. Our mindset comes from the viewpoint of, I can know. So all of these opinions are okay in our mindset. You know, we, we, we hear another person saying something, and, and we're, we're trying to learn from it instead of putting it back to the foundation. Well, wait, wait, wait. God says about it a certain way. I need to have God as my foundation. It has nothing to do with what another person is saying. It's what God is saying. That's the whole point of who is my who said so. That's the reason why we get so confused. We don't go back to that original foundation, our fundamental choice in life. Am I going to trust God or trust something other than God? If I'm going to do that, that means that I have my who said so firmly planted as God. And I'm not going to make any decisions. I'm not going to do anything that is away from that. Yes, I can know lots of stuff, but I can't know lots of stuff too. And I need to pay attention to who God is. So this whole idea of real men and real women is totally dependent, not on what the world is saying, but what God is saying. Or what I hear you say often, who's your who said so? Right. (laughs) Okay. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Great Relationships. That's gr8relationships.com. Great quotes for great relationships. If you use your past for illumination, your future is bright. If you use your past for contamination, your future is bleak. Virginia Satir. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. You know how you're always praying for a sign from God? That you're meant to go to seminary? This is your sign. Seriously, I'm here to tell you about Grace. Grace School of Theology. It's free grace based. The professors are world class. It's accredited, accessible, attainable, and oh yes, it's affordable. You can even complete your entire degree online, which means you don't have to move. Wouldn't it be great to have a deeper knowledge of the Word of God? Write this down, www.gsot.edu, gsot.edu, or call 877-476-8674, 877-476-8674. Now get going, now! Welcome back to Great Relationships, Pursuing the Best in Work, in Life, in Love. What we're talking about comes from Chapter 3, Section 2 on the website. Again, that's Great Relationships, GRNumeral8Relationships.com. You can also forward this program to someone, or you can write us and say, hey, I agree or I disagree. Great Relationships, P.O. Box 51836, Midland, Texas, 79710. There's a reason to go back to the website, listen, and get the address. I'm not going to repeat it. Herman, before the break. We were talking about real men and real women. So my question candidly is this, who's to say what a real man or a real woman is? 
great statement because it certainly isn't me. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and try to convince you, uh, but I do know. And that, it's certainly not the media, but we keep looking to them for our clues. Right. And that's that's the whole point. That's the reason why we have so much confusion is because we have so many different people that are claiming to be a who said so, but there's only one who said so, and it's God. It's the reason why real men don't end up flashing their me all the time. They're they're not serving themselves, you know, looking at work and money all the time. They're interested in leading and developing their wife and family. They're not trying to rule or use and abuse their wife or other women. They're loving and cherishing women. They're having a, 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 a an approach to women to protect them. Uh, they're not looking for pleasure for themselves all the time. They're looking for discipling and teaching people. They're not looking for accumulating things. They're looking for accumulating character and spiritual rewards and they're not lusting after women they're content and sexual exhilaration is primarily and only with their wife that's some context of how a real man is going to be shaped here. okay but I haven't even seen that example in a little bit since father knows best or uh, <laughs> Ozzie and Harriet right where they were really concerned about how they're leading and developing one another yeah I haven't yeah. heard discussions in a family program since then yeah well let's go back before we uh, go forward, uh, let's go back and talk about this concept of masculinity and femininity. We just kind of touched on it a little bit, but you can't define a real man without considering a woman. And you can't define a real woman without considering a man. And here's what I'm going to say to you. A real man, a real masculine man is protecting women, at least providing, protecting, and preserving women. A man, therefore, a real man, is defined in how he is interacting with the opposite sex in a biblical way. A real woman is helping, nurturing, and supporting a man. So you can't speak of a man by himself as a real man. It has to be in relationship to the opposite sex. The biggest passage we're going to go to is Titus chapter 2, verses 1 through 8. We're going to be talking about real men and real women. The way we like to talk about it is real men are wimps. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and that's and it stands for something. W-I-M-P-S. They walk in mercy and power selflessly. They are wimps because they walk in mercy and power selflessly. Now, if you understand anything about the image of God that we've talked about, you can see the image of God show up in that simple little statement. They walk in mercy and power selflessly. The image of God is right there, mercy and power, right? That's the relational component and the powerful well, component. I'm sorry, but when I'm walking in mercy and power, it is all about me. <laughs> well, that's, that's, you're looking for your own benefits, yeah, if you're doing it that way. That's I'm exactly not powering right. others. Yeah. The verses that we want to pay attention to here to show that real men are rare is to look at Titus chapter 2, verses 1 and 2 and 6 and 8. Let me read these verses. And we're going to focus on the very first phrase. Listen to this very first phrase here. Speak the things. This is Paul speaking to Titus. And Titus is being asked to do this. Speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine that the older men be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love, in patience. Likewise, exhort their young men to be sober-minded in all things, showing yourself to be a pattern of good works, in doctrine showing integrity, reverence, 
incorruptibility, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that one who is an opponent may be ashamed, having nothing evil to say of you. Now, here's here's what I want everyone to pay attention to. I'm going to read the very first part of this again and show you why this is really important. Our who said so is saying this is really, really, really important. Now, listen, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine, that the older men be sober, reverent, tempered, etc. Do you notice something that's strange about that? Speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine, and we don't get into the death of Christ sanctification, justification, glorification. glorification. We don't get into any of these theological terms. What is it that he says is sound doctrine? Older men be sober. Older, older men be reverent, temperate, sound in faith and love. That ought to be amazing to us. This living example. If you aren't doing these things, if your life is not doing these things, you're not only not a real man, but you are creating dishonor to God because this is sound doctrine. This is sound doctrine. The way your life shows up on a daily basis is what sound doctrine is. Since I'm made in his image, you're saying the most important thing for me to do is to live like it? Oh, absolutely. That is what this whole passage is talking about. That sound doctrine is not just not just knowledge of what God is saying is right to do. It's actually living it out. Okay, where's the address again? Because I'm going to need to spend some time with it's this. It's Titus chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, and 6 through 8. And you're going to see that we're going to cover all of those verses when we end up talking about real women also. But you have real men and you have real women, and both of these are being talked about. This is sound doctrine. In fact, it goes on to end with the real women uh, context saying that you're not causing shame on the Lord when you do it this way. So that's really important stuff. Okay, forgive me. Forgive me, okay? You did not say, I am defined by my possessions. Right. You did not say, I'm bringing glory to God by how beautiful my wife is. Right. What sports I play. Right. How much money I have or how many degrees I have. Mm -hmm. It's not about what I know. There is nothing in this list of a real man, nothing in this list that has anything to do with whether you have a deep voice or a high voice or whether you're five feet two or six feet 10, uh, whether you have big muscles or small muscles. It has nothing to do with appearance. Nothing with how I look. Nothing with how you look. Okay, but it does have to do with what I own. It has nothing to do with what you own. It has everything to do with how you think and how you're acting. Isn't that interesting? It is available to every man, therefore. The world is always trying to create an exclusive club so that they can look the part and be different than you. God is inclusive in everything that he does. So he is saying a real man, anybody can be a real man. They can, anybody, any man can walk in mercy and power selflessly. Whereas that isn't true by the world's definition. You're either James Bond or you're Alan Alda or somebody like that in between. You're either a football player or a basketball player or you're something that gets your identity. God is saying that isn't how it works. 
That is not how it works. It's all from the inside showing up on the outside in these type of actions. And if it shows up in these type of actions, you're a real man. If it doesn't show up this way, you're not a real man. You're a facade. You're a fake. You're a, you're a fantasy, maybe, even. But you're certainly not a real man. Well, this is just difficult because you say real men are wimps. Mm-hmm. Walk in mercy and power selflessly. I wanted to create that contradiction in your mind by using that word. Well, you've created the contradiction, but I have yet a double contradiction, if you will, a double-double contradiction, because in Western civilization, at least, there is this feminication of Christ, mm-hmm. that somehow he is weak, but mm-hmm. in fact, he's not weak. He is, in fact, a wimp, but not how I think it. Right. He is power under control. That's right. It's exactly what God is all about. He is meek and gentle, but that is power under control. That's how you want to be thinking about this. And that's something that's going to come out as we talk about this real man in very strong terms here. So there you have it. Real men are, in fact, wimps. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Thank you, Herman. And before we go, I want to invite you to drop us a line at Great Relationships, P.O. Box 51836, Midland, Texas, 79710. Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. Great quotes from God's Word for great relationships. Be kindly, affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another. Romans 12.10 Great Relationships pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Relationships can be great, and not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Each of Great Relationships' 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you can squeeze into a coffee break. So if you've had time to listen to this promotion, you have the time to sign up and start today. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R numeral eight relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Welcome back. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. And I guess today I can put the caveat, our identity, real men or real women. Now, you have said earlier, part of the problem is our who said so. We don't have the right gauge for defining who we are as men or women. And you also said it's not about our physical traits. Well, what about Samson? Isn't that a story in the Bible? Or what about, I've heard you talk about how beauty is actually a spiritual gift for a form. Right. I mean, what we can do here is recognize that each one of the physical gifts that we have are either going to be used for us or for God. It's either going to be flashing on me or pursuing the best for other people. One of the things that I have said, and it's it's been so interesting over a, a 
Louie and I's life. Louie is a beautiful woman, and uh, it's very interesting to see how often in the past she would end up getting mad at me because I would say how beautiful she was, how pretty she was. And until she started recognizing something that was absolutely critical, that God blessed her with this for a good reason, because one thing that research shows is true, people that have good looks, that are beautiful, that are, people will have a tendency to listen to them more. Louis uses that differently now. The same thing with our two daughters. They're beautiful also. The issue for them to pay attention to is, you know, this, this isn't about me. It's not about me trying to lord it over the fact of other people aren't as good looking as I am or all this type of stuff. It's a matter of, God blessed me with this. How am I going to use it? Same thing for Samson. God blessed him with this strength. And when he was using it with the right thinking coming from the inside, it was used properly. When he had the wrong thinking coming from the inside, it was used improperly. So those are gifts. They're, they're neutral until we start thinking improperly and then we use them incorrectly. And then when we use them, you have the right thinking, then we use that neutral appearance or physical attribute in the correct way. What we need to be thinking about for ourselves is God's word is my who said so. That's where I want to go. I don't want to be thinking about research as being the proof of how life is supposed to be. I want to be looking at God's word. And that's funny. So we loop back to what you said. Our friend Tim Dunn's quote was, right, when stuff happens to us and we don't understand how we got off the path because it wasn't, and God said, and. That's right. It's, I know, and. That's right. We have this tendency to look at our life and God wired us with this wonderful brain that is interested in knowing things. The issue is there's plenty of things you can't know. And God is asking us to trust him for all of this because he's perfect and we aren't. And he always wants what's best for us. So real men truly are just leaping back. Real men truly are wimps. They walk in mercy and power selflessly. And it has nothing to do with their external attributes, their giftings, anything else. Every person Whatever your gifting is, however you look, whatever your body is, you can be a real man because everything that a real man has talked about has to do with their values, has to do with their uh, way that they operate in life, particularly in relationship to obviously other people and other women for a man. Okay. And in that identity, you gave me Titus. Chapter 2 verses 1 and 2, and verses 6 and 8, 6 through 8. Okay, now before today's program, we'd spent a lot of time talking about freedom, should, ought, or must, right? Mm-hmm. And we had the Romans 15, 1 verse. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that tie directly into this? Well, there is, there is no doubt that what God is asking of us we have the freedom to be this way or not. <laughs> you know, just, just think about it this way. I can read this passage and I can put a should in front of it, that I should be doing all these things. I should be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, sound in love, right? I should do that. I ought to do that because Christ died for me. I ought to do that. But he's given me all these things because it's my choice whether to do them or not. I can be a real man or I can be a fake man. It's, it's my choice. I have a choice. I have a choice. That's but exactly there are right. blessings for obedience. Absolutely. Not only in eternity, but right now, when you do life according to what God says, if he is our who said so, life just makes more sense. 
I have seen that operate more times in people's lives as they start seeing God's word. There's a freedom. There's a what a relief almost that comes over them to go. I don't have to figure that stuff out. I really don't. God, God's perfect, and if he said it this way, this is the way it is. I'm going to go with it. So a real man is all of these things. This is how he thinks. This is how he acts. And it's particularly in relationship to a woman once we get into it. You'll see that. So the fundamental question here becomes, who's my who said so? Who am I trusting? Am I trusting God? Am I trusting something other than God? Another quick side on that, maybe a third option, it's too often for us Christians is, it's always God plus. You know, a good friend of ours, Steve Becker, said that. He said, well, there's a third option. It's God plus. That's how we typically do it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not God plus. It's God alone. Faith alone, Christ alone. Who's our who said so? I need to pray. I think I need to sit down and listen to this again and really think about Whose image am I reflecting? Yeah, and I would certainly say, remember, this is sound doctrine. (laughs) Bless you for that. Thank you, and bless you for being with us. Thank you for your prayers and your faithful support of this ministry. We are Great Relationships, grnumeratelationships.com, and good Lord willing, next time. How is your day going, Barbara? I can't even begin to tell you how terrific my life is right now. What a coincidence. My life is just overflowing with blessings, too. Why, just yesterday, I found a $100 bill on the ground. That's great. I saved a cat that was stuck in a tree, and the owner was so thankful that she gave me a gift card to my favorite restaurant, Luigi's. Wow. I was in Luigi's just the other day and saved a man that was choking with the Heimlich maneuver. He was so overjoyed that he gave me tickets to that new play that's been sold out for weeks. That's amazing. I've been wanting to see that play myself. Really? I asked my husband and he didn't want to go. Will you go with me? That would be great. Days like this are too good to be true, but great relationships are possible. Join Herman as he offers you the opportunity to pursue the best for others, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.